Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today is Zeze Peters of Beam City. And we're going to talk about account-based marketing and how you automate ads to that particular group or that particular type of marketing. We're going to get some clarity when we talk to Zeze in just a second. Before we jump in, though, Zeze, why don't you give us your, your background in 200 words or less? Yeah, so I'm Zeze Peters, founder and CEO of Beam City. Uh, my background is in uh, aerospace engineering at Cornell University, but I spent the last uh, 15 years building simple solutions to complex problems affecting uh, applied AI, e-commerce, big data systems, and consumer goods um, for Fortune 1000 companies and other companies across the U.S. So that's my background. Excellent. All right. So let's get into what is account-based marketing and how do you automate ads to them? All right. Yeah. So um, just to give a little bit of background, um, um, you know, account-based marketing is uh, is a hot topic and has been a hot topic in the world of marketing for uh, for several years. Yes, it has. And uh, what we've built is a platform that helps you to um, automate advertising to multiple ad networks simultaneously. Um, so this has given us a bit of an advantage where we've uh, been able to take the key pieces of account-based marketing and automate advertising to make that work for us. And, and I'll explain that in, uh, in a bit more detail. Um, so to us, we're calling this account-based advertising. Um, it is marketing-based, but we're calling it advertising because we're able to qualify or, or curate the exact customers that we want to talk to for, um, for our business. And uh, we're literally running ads, um, omni-channel ads, to all the top ad networks that they might be on so that uh, we can reach and have ad-based conversations with these customers to take them through the sales funnel until they're ready to talk to us. And so that means we don't have to deal with email bounce rates and open rates. Uh, impression rates are pretty high and, um, and responses are pretty great. Yeah, I mean, uh, is that, does that include retargeting? Obviously it does if you're following through the funnel. Well, yes, it includes uh, retargeting, uh, but the retargeting is a meta step. It's a, you know, the step one is using um, um, uh, uh, key information like an email address, a company name. You know, on LinkedIn, you can advertise using company names and roles. Outside of LinkedIn, you need email addresses. And so we're able to use email addresses to, to advertise to those people. And uh, for those who interact, we're able to follow up with retargeting as we see fit. I assume this is mostly for B2B companies. This is a, a, a fairly B2B SaaS strategy. Um, for um, consumer-side businesses, there are other tactics that work a lot better. <laughs> so let's walk through an example of uh, one that comes to mind. So how would I, you know, typically you would just pick one channel or maybe a couple channels and you do it separately. Most B2B companies are, oh, LinkedIn still isn't that, that great yet. No offense to LinkedIn. I, I still <laughs> LinkedIn, but it's, you know, they're still using Facebook. They're still using Google and yes. maybe LinkedIn, maybe YouTube. So your omni-channel 
what is different about what your approach is versus what everyone else is doing? Yeah, so I mean, one of the reasons why people are still mono or duo channel is actually because of how tough it is to create, monitor, and have great results on any one ad channel, um, you know, not to talk about doing it for two. Um, if you go make ads on Google right now, um, and I've talked to people who actually work at Google who tell me this, mm -hmm. it's, it's really complicated to create a really great ad campaign. In fact, it takes over uh, about an, a thousand actions to create a great campaign, and that's if you know what you're doing. Um, so because of the complexity and difficulty, most people settle in for one or two um, platforms. And, you know, you, you know it, it's hard to beat Google, right, with, this, with the world's most uh, famous uh, search engine. Um, and so, so that's why people kind of settle in with uh, Google and Facebook because um, they, they get the bang for the buck and it's too complicated to go learn something else. Um, why do we go omnichannel? The, you know, the way we see it, um, we've been paying attention to all the new platforms coming out. So um, there's the ones everybody's used to, the Googles, the Facebooks, but it seems like every other quarter there's some new platform that has millions or hundreds of millions of potential customers on there, like TikTok, this Pinterest. Amazon just came out with their ad network that allows you to run phenomenal e-commerce ads. Um, and uh, Walmart is uh, you know, pushing uh, and, and really, really ramping up their own ad network as well. So there are a lot of these networks coming out. These are all networks where people show high intent of different types, depending on what they're doing. And for all the businesses out there, um, you're, you're basically running a losing race, right? You're running a losing race trying to reach your ideal customer. It's tough getting great results anywhere because one, to set up the campaigns takes you hours. You got to monitor it. takes a lot more hours every day. And frankly, humans are just not made to deal with huge data sets. Like every digital ad campaign generates, I don't know, 10, 100,000 data points every hour. We're, we're, we're basically stuck looking at averages. And so what our platform helps you to do is uh, it gives you the power to create once and publish everywhere up to 13 top ad channels. And uh, once the ads have been published, our AI kicks in and helps you to optimize the targeting and scale up your performance automatically. You basically set it and walk away. Okay, so it, it's self-optimizing, kind of like what Facebook does, but you're doing it across all channels? We're doing it across all channels. We're doing it where the knowledge that's gained can be cross-interpolated. So you can learn something on Facebook and apply it into Google and vice versa. Um, and it does a lot of controlling of these platforms themselves so that it's platform agnostic. So think about it like a stunt driver. Um, that's our platform. It's a stunt driver. And uh, all the ad networks to us are, are high-performance cars. Okay. And, and that's because they're sharing information. The sharing information, all the knowledge is in the driver, and the driver controls and, uh, and, and, and basically drives the performance. Okay, so it's like a reverse pixel then? The, the pixels on your site, you're looking at how, how ads and people are responding? No, we, we, we have direct API integrations into uh, Google or Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter. All the ad networks that we um, control using our AI, we have direct API access to so that our clients... Uh, give us access to their accounts using OAuth, and uh, our a AI uses APIs to publish and control the ads everywhere. And so who, who I don't know if you can name 
any of your your clients, but who's been successful with this uh, and why isn't everyone using it? Yeah, so you know we've got quite a few um, successful clients um, with our platform. Um, we have um, uh, consumer goods companies like um, 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 uh, Danby Appliances. We have uh, Carbine Tools. They are a company based out in Seattle, Washington, Washington, and they sell um, um, uh, to, um, high performance tools um, for changing oil and for um, you know, wrenches and just, you know, DIY work. And uh, we've helped restaurants all across um, uh, the country. We've helped um, health companies, you know, so our platform is pretty agnostic. And why isn't everybody using something like this? It's because um, if you take a look at the businesses in the advertising automation space, a lot of those tools are just really, you know, I'll call it brick wall, really tough to kind of get into. Um, you open up the dashboard and there's way too many bells and whistles for uh, for even the top you know expert marketers to to kind of grok. There's just too much to chew on. So a lot of people feel overwhelmed just starting it. And for those who are able to go over the learning curve, um, then they, they they feel locked in. They, they they're really good at this one platform, but they may not be able to easily transition and do something else. So um, this is fairly new in the sense that our platform makes it super easy. In fact, we make it so easy that what takes hours typically takes minutes on our platform because the AI just does so much to move you along the process faster so you don't waste time doing mundane tasks. Okay. So is there anything that uh, you'd recommend that people do when using your platform that's kind of like a hack or, or something that improved? What have you seen that's improved uh, the results either? Oh man, we've, uh, there, there are a couple of um, um, key ways people are able to improve results. So um, one of the key things about how, um, how our platform BeamCD DNA works is that it has a powerful 24 seven AI driven um, advertising optimization. So that means that every 10 to 15 minutes it looks at the newest data from all the ad channels, from all the campaigns you're running, and it actively makes decisions for you. So it figures out what to shut down and what to boost and where to make your dollars go so that you're not wasting ad dollars. And so we've had clients bring in their existing quote unquote good campaigns, no tweaks in the platform is giving them, um, basically multiplying their ROI by boosting the number of click-throughs, cutting the ad costs, um, and uh, reducing the time that their teams are spending creating and monitoring these campaigns. So when you put that all together, you're talking about six times better up to 100 times better in a matter of days. And that's because the AI does so much to kind of free you up to be creative and, and really strategic with your marketing campaigns. And, and separately, do you have one... <laughs> One of the channels that performs better than all the rest is it still Facebook is is king or what what is it uh, what is it that you're seeing? I never thought Facebook was king. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean Facebook is a great platform for all sorts of advertising, but for high intent, uh, Google wins all day. Uh, Google search wins all day. And um, but uh, in terms of data, uh, you know, a lot of our clients who use Facebook are looking to really engage with the right customers. but And um, so Facebook does frequently win, but anybody who's been advertising on Facebook knows that typically, you know, your your click rates can be kind of tricky and 
you have to be really careful which interests you choose, otherwise your price, your costs kind of go haywire. Um, and uh, it's hard to know which interests are going to cost you little and which ones are going to cost you a lot. So our platform actually allows you to very, very quickly um, discern what's working. So we've got uh, the ability to give you um, way deeper insights than you'd get by default out of Facebook. So when you run a campaign on Facebook, but directly, you know, you go in and you choose your 20, 30 uh, interest groups or behaviors. This is, you know, earlier in the funnel. Um, and by the time you get the stats back, it's really high level stuff like, uh, um, oh, for the entire campaign, uh, these are the different uh, age groups. Um, at the top level, these are the different devices and so on. But on our platform, BeamCD DNA, we're able to give you really deep insights down to the level of men between the ages of 30 to 40 who love, let's say, the, um, the, the, the Lakers um, and use iPhones um, in Cincinnati are really into your brand, right? And that level of specificity and detail is something you don't get by default um, out of Facebook and, um, or frankly, uh, most other channels with that full intersectionality. And so it allows you to really learn who cares about what you're doing and uh, then the system gives you the power to find more people just like that by expanding all the different parts of that segmentation. So um, Facebook, you know, isn't necessarily always king. It depends on what you're doing, but we allow you to get the best out of Facebook if that's what you're trying to do. Well, I, I, would, I always look for the best channel, but I find, you know, it's, it's so frustrating because, you know, LinkedIn should be the best with B2B, but it's not. It can be right. It really just you know it depends on uh, on who you who you target and when. Um, I find that a lot of people have LinkedIn accounts, mm -hmm. um, but a good chunk of them are not on LinkedIn with frequency. So, um, and then I know personally, I'm really good at ignoring LinkedIn content, <laughs> but the content that I really engage with is um, basically podcasts and people just kind of posting. Um, I really engage with that stuff. I. I, I I don't know this is they've got this I run an, an ad automation company, but I personally um, I, 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 I mentally filter ads in my feeds unless it's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I agree with you on LinkedIn. I'm not watching the feed as much as I should. Uh, occasionally I do when somebody tags me, but it's not like Facebook where you're scrolling. It always seems to be. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're probably spending a couple of hours a, a, a day or a week on Facebook versus LinkedIn anyway, right? I hope no, not that much time, but uh, Zeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that do it can be addicting. Facebook has made it addicting. Yeah, I, 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 I got to stay off Facebook. I, I you know. Uh, we well, should connect on it because I'm pretty active on it, but only in the morning and late at night. That's it. <laughs> that's the entrepreneur's uh, hours right? That's right you got it <laughs> that's right is there anything else we should know about omni-channel social ads that uh, you can let us know about yeah so um what we found um you know th these are some interesting things that i i didn't expect to kind of learn up front um but what we found with our platform and with the different kinds of companies we've been helping is that um you know well let me kind of reframe this yeah Everybody knows that um, split testing is one of the best ways for you to figure out um, the best copy, the best content to the, for, for your customers or, or for your clients to interact with, right? So you don't just kind of stick all your eggs in one basket with one piece of copy and one image and kind of hope it works out. It's just like you said, 
on Instagram. You know, you can't just have one commercial. You have to have a series, have a conversation with the customer. Um, but what we found is when uh, people do split tests and they're able to go into these much deeper levels of insights, um, frequently the split tests don't tell you just, you know, that this piece of content is better than the other it might actually tell you something to the order of each piece of content has a different group that likes it. And that's kind of different mentality that I, than, than what I see a lot of marketers do, where the goal of the split test is to see the marginal benefit of one piece of content over the next, when in reality, you could probably run both at scale and just target them to the people who care about each one and get the best results overall, right? To me, that's um, ad personalization for the interests and for the behaviors um, or the people who really are um, um, better attracted, who have a higher affinity to each piece of content. So I'll give a really brief example. We've had um, a split test done where a business wanted to try three different um, uh, images, right? Um, one of it, it was a, a device um, in a kitchen um, was one image. Another one was the same device in the bedroom <laughs> and the same device in a, in, a, um, in, a, in the living room, right? Right next to the, the, to the TV. So kitchen, living room, um, uh, 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 bedroom. And what they found was each image had um, a specific demographic and interest group that really, really resonated with it, right? Different age groups, like the people who love the uh, device in the uh, uh, bedroom tended to be uh, younger people, you know, between the ages of like 20, uh, 18 and 24, you know, people who are in college or just getting out of college get their first, uh, their first apartment before they, they're looking to own the whole condo kind of situation. Then the people who really loved it in the kitchen tended to be, you know, middle-aged or, or, or younger, you know, millennial, uh, 30 to 42-year-olds, uh, 45-year-olds, you know, they probably have a house and a family and probably have a kitchen that they spend a lot of time in. Then for the device in the bedroom, um, in the uh, living room, it tended to be older people, like 55, 60, 60 plus. Um, and, uh, you know, these three groups were all valid customer sets that this customer wanted to sell to. But when they ran the split test, they weren't expecting to learn that they could advertise to all three with high impact with three different pieces of content. But they found that out because the platform was able to give them those insights automatically. So, um, yeah, for me, that's, that was a little surprising. A lot of marketers do split testing for marginal benefit, uh, um, um, uh, ma marginal gains testing is, is perhaps the right way to say it. But it turns out that um, sometimes it's, uh, it's a massive gain when you, instead of trying to choose just one to spend all your dollars on, you split the dollars three ways and have the dollars go and have the, the content go to the people who have the highest affinity for it. Okay. Um, I want to wrap things up, but the first thing uh, I want to talk about is how people can get a hold of you uh, if they want to book time with you to talk about more of what you've uh, discussed with me today. They can go to calendly.com forward slash zeze, Z-E-Z-E dash beam city. 
forward slash combo. That'll be in the show notes as well. But how can people um, get a hold of you? Yeah, I mean, just like you mentioned with the Calendly, um, that is uh, calendly.com slash Z-E-Z-E-B-E-A-M-C-I-T-Y slash C-O-N-V-O. Um, you could also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's linkedin.com slash I-N slash Z-E-Z-E-W-O. Um, that's, you know, I, I'm on LinkedIn every single day. The, the app is on all the time. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, that's Beam City Inc., B-E-A-M-C-I-T-Y-I-N-C. We're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. So just search Beam City Inc. Um, but of course, um, send me an email. Uh, Z-E-Z-E at B-E-A-M dot C-I-T-Y. Um, you know, hopefully you don't overwhelm my inbox and then I have to find a new inbox. But um, I'm really responsive to people who um, want to chat. Um, obviously, it's best to book at an actual time on my calendar so you can um, so you can get a 30-minute slot and, and we can talk about whatever it is. I'm really open to marketers, learning from people, uh, sharing some of the knowledge that, that we have gained sharing some data that we have gained and talking about the future of retail, the future of e-commerce, um, and frankly, the future of AI in, in marketing. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap things up. Really appreciate your time. And um, uh, Zezzy, good luck with everything. Good luck with LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We're, gonna, we're, uh, we're crushing on LinkedIn. Um, I can give you some hints uh, whenever you're ready to do so too. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you.